Welcome to the OA Lighter Candle Meeting Podcast. Visit our website at www.oalaig.org where you'll find three separate speaker feeds with over 300 speaker files. Links for you to subscribe to the podcast and a place where you can donate to keep this special service active. I would now like to introduce our speaker for tonight, Jim. Okay, uh, I'm a compulsive overeater and I'm Jim. And I'm really excited to be here. I mean, I'm not loaded or anything. I'm just excited to be here. And uh, so I'm going to share my uh, journey uh, through Overeaters Anonymous and uh, uh, um, with you. Uh, what got me here and uh, what changed me and, and what the result of, uh, of this program has been on me and how I am today kind of feel, you know. Uh, anyway, um, let's see. Gee, I, I couldn't believe all the questions you asked me. Uh, I wasn't sure how to answer them. Like, are you a hundred pounder? Different, uh, four or five different questions there, except for one, and it says, are you gay or lesbian? And I know for sure I'm not a lesbian. I know that for sure. So, uh, anyway, getting that cleared up. Um, the other stuff I'm not so sure. But anyway, I'm going to uh, I'm going to start here with my uh, story here. Now, I I wasn't uh, I wasn't a uh, compulsive overeater when I first came in here at all. I mean, uh, I uh, I thought I had a weight problem, and you guys are going to help me uh, solve it. And uh, so, uh, if I were to describe myself today, I would say well, that I'm a full-blown compulsive overeater. And so uh, this disease, I guess, has come in through my ears by listening to you guys. You know, it's completely changed my attitude, diametrically, uh, diametrically opposed to what I thought when I first came in here. It's a, a whole different thing. And uh, uh, so uh, when I came in, I thought, geez, I, uh, I got this weight problem. If I can lose this weight, things will be okay. But then I said, hey, wait a minute. I, I've lost weight before and things weren't okay. Uh, not only were they not okay, they were worse than they were before I lost the weight. So I was very uh, confused as to what was going to uh, happen to me in a way. Um, uh, so I, today I understand what I didn't understand that then is that is that I'm suffering from a disease of compulsive overeating. Uh, which if it's a disease, which I believe it is, I don't know if you do, uh, it uh, makes it a medical problem rather than a psychological or psychiatric uh, type of dilemma. Okay, and so um, I th- I uh, I thought, well, if it's a medical problem, why isn't there a medical solution? Well, there just isn't. There's a lot of diseases, and uh, th- that there aren't medical solutions for. So what we offer here in OA, or what I've come to embrace is that what we have here is a spiritual solution to a medical problem. And uh, that doesn't make sense to a lot of people when they're new because they've got other issues on their mind. And uh, so uh, I, uh, uh, but it works. That's uh, how I understand it and how it works. Okay. So um, let's see. I'll tell you a little bit about uh, how I my kind of, I guess you'd call them eating patterns. Uh, I was kind of a kind of guy. I uh, worked hard, and uh, I uh, 
I drank hard and I ate hard. I did it. I did everything. That's just I was just that kind of guy. And so I could have a very normal breakfast, and I go to work. Nothing until lunchtime. Have pretty normal uh, lunch, and nothing until dinner. And I'd have dinner, pretty nice dinner, no problem. Uh, and then it would get to be uh, around seven or seven thirty in the evening. And uh, I just uh, eat everything in the house, including the furniture. I mean, I just could not <laughs> stop. I mean, the stress of the day set in, and man, I was on a mission. And I would get trays full of food, and I'd carry them into my den and turn off the lights and sit in front of that TV and eat that food and go get another tray. And I'd eat until 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning until I finally just passed out and, and went to sleep, and I'd get up at 7 o'clock. And I always, well, why do I do that? I, I can't understand it. I, and uh, so uh, uh, what confused me then doesn't anymore. But uh, at any rate, that was an example of, uh, of, of what I was doing prior uh, to coming to OA. So, um, I, I don't have a lot of time here. I can't tell you every single episode of what I did, but I'll, that's, I just want to give you an idea that I am, in fact, a compulsive overeater. I'm suffering from a disease of compulsive overeating. Now, uh, I, don't, uh, I don't have an eating disorder. Uh, what I have is a stopping disorder. <laughs> and uh, there are two different distinct things. Uh, to me, an eating disorder, again, is a psychological or psychiatric problem. And if I had that, if I had an eating disorder, I would probably go to a psychologist or a therapist or something. And, and I possibly could get that result. But a stopping disorder, uh, to me, is a totally different thing. I don't have a stop switch. I have an abnormal reaction to this disease of compulsive overeating and so uh, the reason I say I don't have an eating disorder is this I never noticed that I had any problem eating my problem was stopping and so I described what was wrong with me as a stopping disorder okay uh, so um, I uh, that's how I carried on my life pretty much for many, many years. I didn't, uh, I'm, I'm now uh, looking at 70 years old here, November 20th. So I'm an old man now, uh, I guess. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> I, as you can tell, I took a 14 year uh, candle. So I was relatively old when I first got to OA. And I had been doing uh, this type of eating all my life, as far back as I can remember. So, um, um, my uh, my sponsor in another program actually uh, was a medical doctor who was a doctor, and uh, he uh, and when I first got here, I thought I was depressed. I thought that's why I'm depressed. No wonder I eat. And so uh, I ended up getting this. Uh, this before I came to OA. No. And so I had this doctor as my sponsor, and I thought, well, this is this is great because now I can get a prescription uh, from him to uh, help me with this depression. And so I went to him one day and I said, say, uh, Paul, you know, I've been, I'm a little depressed here, you know, I'm just getting sober and I, you know, I'm still compulsively overeating, I'm a mess, really. Uh, and, uh, and I thought, uh, it'd be nice if you could uh, write me a little prescription for something, you know, to try to hold me over. <laughs> And, of course, he had been in recovery many years, and he would have no part of that whatsoever. Mm -hmm. 
And he said, by the way, Jim, he said, you know, I've uh, had some bouts with, of depression in, in my life, too, in recovery when I first was new. And he said, uh, what I do is I exercise uh, to uh, alleviate, and I found that alleviates my depression, so I don't have to take any medication. And he said, I would suggest you start exercising. And I thought to myself, well, hell, I'm not that depressed. uh, (laughs) But anyway, it was a turning point for me because I was then willing, I'm starting to learn to take direction from a sponsor, do things contrary uh, to what I think should be done. And that made no sense to me, exercise. What the hell that got to do with anything? But I did it. You see, I did it. And I'll talk some more about that later. But anyway, so I'm cruising along. I'm sober. I'm uh, still, uh, you know, I've got emotional. I've got this depression. And I'm eating like a madman. And uh, finally, uh, this doctor says, why don't you go to OA? Why don't you go to OA? It seems like you've got a compulsive overeating uh, problem. And I said, well, I, I never thought I did. And OA, that... That, I, I can't imagine I would fit into OA. But again, I was willing to go for no other reason at that point except to prove him wrong that I didn't belong here with you guys. And so off I trotted to a meeting. And of all things, I end up in a men's meeting that where they have breakfast during the meeting. <laughs> and there, uh, I'm not, this meeting's still going, by the way, as far as I know. But anyway, that was my first meeting. And I'm thinking to myself, there was very little recovery in there and I'm looking around the room and these guys are eating like it's no tomorrow and I'm thinking to myself, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm sick a little, maybe I'm a very mild a compulsive overeater, but I'm not like these guys. I'm not like you guys. I just, uh, this is no way I'm that bad. And so uh, I, uh, I uh, got a bad attitude is what it was. And so I went back to this uh, doctor and I told him, I said, listen, uh, I, I, I understand I've got a, a problem here. I, I agree with you. But uh, I'm not as sick as these guys. I'm not as sick as you guys. I'm just not. I don't belong here. And he said, okay. He said, uh, don't. He said, I'm not going to bring it up again. He said, I'm not going to bring it up again. I thought, oh, God, thank God. Because this guy just bored in on you every time you get in. So, so that was the end of the OA thing for a while, for a while. And so... Uh, this uh, is a progressive disease, and it gets worse. And uh, as I say, I was getting later in life. My uh, 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 health was starting to fail as a result of this. I had had uh, some, uh, a multitude of heart operations. I contracted onset diabetes. As I say, I've been wrestling with this depression. And uh, so uh, as time went by, uh, I, I was getting worse. And... Uh, so, uh, I guess maybe after a year or so, uh, here comes this doctor again. He says, listen, he said, I told you I wouldn't bring this up again. I knew he was gonna <laughs> I knew this was going to be it again. He said, listen, uh, uh, why don't you try going back to OA? But this time, why don't you try changing your attitude? And I thought, well, I didn't think anything was wrong with my attitude the first time I went to OA. 
but I said, okay, I, I'll do it. I'll, I'll, I'll do it one more time. And he said, he said I'm not going to bring it up again. I said, well, you said that last time. But I'm not going to bring it up again. Go, and I'm going to go back with a good attitude. I'm going to prove to him that I do not belong in this room with you guys. I'm going to prove it. And so um, off I went to a meeting in Laguna Hills. And... Uh, I stood outside that room before the meeting started and I thought, well, I'm going to get myself in a good attitude here and uh, do just exactly what he said to do. Uh, and so I did. I changed my attitude. In fact, I like the... In AA, they say AA uh, is altered attitudes. That's what that's... Altered attitudes. So in OA, I like to think back on that situation. That's overhauled attitude. <laughs> OA. So... <laughs> so anyway, I overhauled my attitude. I went into that room and I introduced myself to some people and set up some chairs. I knew the routine, what to do. And, uh, and uh, gee, you guys just all seemed like you were... It was a whole different experience. I kind of fit in this time. And uh, so I, uh, I thought, boy, this is really going good. And it was suggested to me that I get an OA sponsor by, by this doctor. So... I thought, boy, this is not so bad after all. You know, maybe I, maybe you guys have got something for me. So I got a sponsor, and uh, and uh, and I was off. I was off. And I was coming. So anyway, my first sponsor was a guy named Scott Redman, who some people in this room knew. And uh, Scott uh, told me, he said, uh, Jim, he said, I'll tell you what. He said, um, this is my first day that I was at. So he said, I'll tell you what. He said, uh, why don't you call me before you do something? Call me before you do something. He said, don't call me after you do it, because I can't, I can't help you then. He says, call me before you do it. I said, okay, okay I, I'll, I'll do that, Scott. Uh, with no expectation that anything was going to happen. And so uh, I went home, and of course my day, you know, went like I described, no problem. Got to the evening, 7.30. Uh, I got up and I headed for that kitchen, just like I'd always done, you know. And so I got in that kitchen and I had my cell phone with me and I thought, well, that Scott guy said to call him before I do something, before I do something. And so I said, well, I'll, I'll give him a call. I don't know what he could possibly say that would deter me from what I'm going to do, but I'll, I'll give him a call. So I called him up and I said, hey, Scott, this is Jim and I'm, I'm in the kitchen and I'm getting ready to do what I always do and I told you I'd call you before I did it. I don't, I don't know what you could possibly say that would deter me from what I'm going to do, but I'm willing to listen. And so uh, we had a very short conversation, which I don't remember very well, except for the last part before he hung up when he said, you better start praying. And uh, I, 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 and I put the phone away. Praying, you know, what possibly good? What does that have to do with any anything? But I thought uh, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do it. Uh, it's not going to stop anything, but I'll do it. So I couldn't really think of a prayer at that time, and so I said, God, relieve me of this obsession to compulsively overeat. That's all I could think to say. God, relieve me of this obsession to compulsively overeat. And uh, I stood in that kitchen uh, for, I don't know, three or four minutes, just stood there. And I walked out of that kitchen, and I have been absent from that day to this. It was over 14 years ago now. Uh, and so, 
I would like to say uh, to new people, uh, I don't know, I guess that's some kind of a spiritual experience deal. I'm not quite sure. Uh, but I, what I can tell you for certain is that I was not struck accident at that moment. Otherwise, I wouldn't be here talking to you. That got me through that day. But what I learned from that experience was this, that I could now make contact with my higher power and engage him in, in helping me, sharing my problem with him and finding uh, a solution. That's what I learned. That's all I learned. So, I, um, I continued to expand on that idea. I caught that idea right away, that there was some kind of a spiritual solution I could tap into to, uh, to uh, get abstinent. So, I uh, had my sponsor working the steps with him. I uh, developed a food plan, and uh, I'm off, and I'm going. And I, it's, it's really going well. Uh, now, getting back to this old uh, doctor guy uh, told me to go exercise, which I wanted no part of. I decided, uh, uh, again, I was, uh, I think, 255 pounds at that point. I'd had the heart operations, diabetes. I was in horrible physical condition. I hadn't exercised since I was in high school. I had no idea how to start. Uh, but I uh, got my dog and I walked around the block and I was sweating. I remember I was just sweating and I sat down on the couch and I thought, holy cow, I can't even walk around the block anymore. And, uh, but I, uh, I, uh, I felt better. I took an action that was contrary uh, to my thinking. And so I, and I, I felt better just as a result of walking around the block. And so uh, pretty soon I'm uh, telling my spot, both my sponsors, I'm doing this exercise, I feel better. And, and uh, so, um, uh, make a short story long, I guess. Anyway, I, uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I got this other guy, this doctor sponsors, who's a runner. He's a runner. He's a real healthy guy and runner. I just, you know, I hated the guy. I mean, he was just in, <laughs> he was in good shape, always in good shape. And uh, he said, uh, he said, why don't you hook up with Chris and you guys can, uh, you know, uh, go go to the track at the high school together. Uh, All right, I'll do it. You know, and so I get up at five in the morning. This guy worked uh, an early job, so he got up at five in the morning. He'd go over to the track, which was by my uh, house, and he'd run around that track and. You know, I'd walk over there with him. I, you know, I'd just kind of walk around and, uh, you know, but I kept going with him. And then uh, pretty soon I found my, you know, I could, I could walk all the way around that track. All the way around. I was just elated. I mean, it doesn't sound like a big deal, but it was. And boy, I, I, I was just excited. I thought, boy, I going to OA, uh, you know, I'm feeling better and I'm going to do this exercise thing and, Walking around this track, a couple three times, you know, I'm walking around this track, and then uh, one day, uh, this uh, guy that uh, I was uh, doing this deal with, this Chris guy, he said, you know, you're you look better, you're walking around the track and everything. He said, uh, why don't you try running around the track once? And I said, no, Chris. I said, you don't understand. I got I got a heart problem. Uh, my cardiologist would never ever approve of anything like that. He would never <laughs> approve of it. And he said, uh, "Well, why don't you ask him?" I said, "I will. I will. I'm going to ask him. Uh, you know, because I, I want to know part of trying to run." 
So my cardiologist, a guy named Greg Thomas, he's down in Orange County, he's a friend of mine now, but uh, I went to him. I said, now, Greg, I, I got these guys that I'm kind of working with, and, and uh, uh, this one guy wants me to start, try to start running, you know, and I, I told him, I told him, you would never approve of anything like that. <laughs> and he took one look at me, and he said, you know, Jim, considering the condition you're in, Anything is worth the risk. <laughs> so off I go, and I'm back to the damn track, and, uh, and I'm determined I'm going I'm to do it now. So sure enough, I run all the way around that track. I, I mean, I was so excited I couldn't believe it. You know, I told the old doctor, man, I'm running now, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting into this thing. And uh, so uh, anyway, so. Uh, um, that was, uh, I, I didn't like that word exercise. I didn't like it at all. I didn't like it. And so I, uh, I thought, uh, I talked to my sponsor about it, and he said, well, listen. He said, why don't you call it spiritual activity instead of exercise? And then the doctor guy told me, well, why don't you make it part of your 11th step? Then it's not exercise at all. It's just the action you take to activate that step. You see, all 12 of our steps uh, take action. They take an action. They uh, they can't stand alone. Uh, we 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 take action to make them work. And he said, you can make your running the action part of your eleventh step. Your eleventh step. And I said, okay, I, I guess I can do that. And our eleventh step, for those of you that are new, is that we seek through prayer and meditation to improve this conscious contact with our higher power. You know, we're asking for knowledge of His will for us. And the power to carry that out. And that's just what I did. You want me to run? You better give me the power to do it because I ain't going to do it on my own. And so uh, I'm doing my running and it becomes a part of my 11th step. Uh, so it's now part of my program. Exercise uh, doesn't stand on its own. It's a, it's a distinct part of how I do my 11th step. I spend that time with my higher power doing my 11th step. Uh, and so now it's spiritual activity or 11th step action whatever you want to call it and that works really good for me and uh, I, uh, I I don't run as much as I used to anymore but I'm, uh, I exercise a lot I run some I ride my bicycle uh, but it's all part of my it's all part of my 11th step you see so uh, in OA now OA has uh, some tools of recovery you know and uh, two that they missed one was exercise, for sure, uh, but it, I think they didn't put that on there because they didn't want to get sued in case somebody had a heart attack. But the other one is prayer, and those two are on the top of my list, prayer and exercise, and they go very well together, and they're two of my most important uh, tools here in OA. So, uh, anyway, uh, my, uh, my health is improving. Uh, I'm, uh, of course... Uh, losing weight and I want to say something about weight because as I said to you uh, I, by the way I'm not a I'm not a food addict uh, I, if I'm addicted to anything it's that act of compulsive overeating as I say I never n noticed uh, I had any problem eating it was my problem was stopping I'm addicted to the act of compulsive overeating and so um, I um, I want to say this because weight loss gets a lot of attention in OA. 
But in my uh, in my experience here, it's only a symptom. It's just a symptom of what was wrong with me. I lost weight plenty of times. Never did me any good. But as, as losing weight as a result of being abstinent, that was a whole different thing altogether. So um, uh, I have a food plan. Uh, I have a, a food plan. I've always had a food plan. And dif- a food plan for me divides the... It's a very distinct line that divides the eating which is not my problem because I'm not addicted to food from the compulsive overeating which I am addicted to and without that line I have no boundary I have no boundary there and so that food plan uh, is critical it becomes a spiritual tool because otherwise if I don't make it a spiritual tool it's a diet you can call it whatever you want a food plan is a diet period so how do I give my food plan spiritual content? Well, very simply. I share it with my sponsor. I go over it with my sponsor. I write it down, and I've had it it's in black and white in my desk, and I know exactly what it is. And I also share it with my higher power. It becomes then a spiritual tool to get abstinent. Okay? So having a food plan and adhering to it and losing weight has nothing really to do with abstinence. Uh, and uh, I'll tell you why if that is not a spiritual tool in the first place for me it it wouldn't work and it being a spiritual tool allows me to become abstinent and and then uh, the weight loss becomes as as a result of being abstinent not a result of adhering to a food plan but a result of being in a spiritual condition through our 12 steps so if that makes any sense to you that's how I see it now, uh, there's a distinct... Oh, ten minutes already? Uh, so, I want to explain to you a little bit uh, the difference between the word abstain, the word abstain, and the condition of being abstinent. Those are two different distinct things altogether, and they get mixed up in here. Abstaining from something is very simple. Any fool can figure that out. You just don't use it. You don't indulge in it. That's abstaining. Abstinence, though, as we speak of it here in Overeaters Anonymous, uh, can only be one thing in my experience, and that is a spiritual condition. Abstinence is a spiritual condition. There is no more explanation to it. That's it, uh, in my experience. Again, I don't know what yours is, but that's mine. So, um, I, uh, I certainly have to put down the fork before I can get into that spiritual condition. But abstinence... Uh, for me is and always will be a spiritual condition. And I think uh, as I look through the steps and the 12 steps, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, it spells it out very clearly. It doesn't say having lost 100 pounds or uh, uh, adhered to some crazy food plan or anything of the sort. It says having had a spiritual awakening. And that's what I say, a spiritual awakening. And so... uh, um, That's how I define abstinence. And uh, um, let's see. Oh, I want to share. I, I want to share a little story about you. Know, when I was new, I'm kind of going all the way back again. But uh, I used to like to. Um, I used to go to the store sometimes after I had dinner, and I'd buy a bunch of stuff so I could eat at late, you know. And I'd buy uh, like one of these great big bags of peanut M&M's and a six-pack of Diet Coke. 
uh, in the hopes that one would cancel out the other. <laughs> and so I would take that, I'd get that stuff, and I'd get some other stuff, and I'd go along and uh, get all that stuff, and I'd take it home, and then I'd kind of hide it away. And then in the evening, when it was my time to be alone, I could bring it all out and eat it all. So uh, one day I'm shopping uh, with my friend, and uh, he he's grabbing stuff uh, off the shelves, and he's opening it and eating it right in the store. <laughs> and I'm watching this, and I said, that can't be legal. That cannot be legal. So I asked him, I said, what are you doing? I, you can't open uh, this stuff and eat it in the store before you pay for it. Yeah, you can't. He said, sure, they don't care. He said, just show them the empty bag when you get to the, <laughs> to the checkout, and I'll just charge you for it. They don't give a shit. And I thought, isn't this a great country? I, I, I just, I, like, it just opened up a whole new world for me. Uh, but anyway, uh, I, I'm going to stop a little early here because I know you guys like to have questions. I don't know if you have any, and I don't know if I can answer them. But that's always fun. I... Uh, my home group for a long time and my other program was a workshop and uh, they they would have speakers and then you could ask the speakers questions uh, you know that was the exchange after the you know and that was part of the meeting uh, format and so uh, I don't know if you do it as a part of your format but I know you allow time for it is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah okay so uh, anyway I don't think I have any more th- weighty things I want to share with you uh, if I think of any, I'll let you know. But anyway, uh, let's uh, see if anybody has any questions, and I'll try to answer them. Now, if if I can't, somebody else in the audience could field the question. That's kind of the way it works. So anyway, I'll stop there. Thank you. I love you all. I'm glad to be here. I'm excited to be in a way. I'm a grateful and enthusiastic member of Over Years, and it's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. And I, I hope if you're new here, you hook into that enthusiasm. You know, that's what we share best here is our enthusiasm uh, for this great uh, 12-step program. So thank you very much. Yes. Uh, uh, Please talk about uh, taking the higher power with you uh, as you go throughout your day. Oh, yeah. I wanted to share a little bit about that. Thank you, Mickey. Uh, How I take my higher power with me throughout the day. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, Mickey and I were just talking about this the other night. I have, uh, I alluded to this a little bit with my exercise, but I have found that uh, turning uh, my problems over to my higher power and with the hopes that he's going to uh, fix them and then give them back to me, I, I just never had much luck with that. And so I finally figured out he seems to enjoy uh, uh, sharing my problems with me rather than me just giving them to him. And so I, in, you know, when there's fear or uh, anxiety, like speaking here, I've got a little anxiety, some fear. I can share that with my heart. I'll come and take a look at it. And he uh, enjoys sharing. He enjoys sharing with me. enjoys sharing my exercise. And he enjoys, most of all, sharing my meals with me. So... Uh, when I'm going to eat, you know, you know, uh, please come and join me. Be my guest. Uh, share this wonderful meal you've given to me. You know, I only need enough food to nourish me, so I can be of service to you. That's all I need. Uh, you know, come and be my partner. Be my. That's what my higher power is. My partner. Come and share this meal with me. And the most amazing thing happens 
There is no white knuckling it. There is no fear. There's no anxiety. It's a serene spiritual undertaking that has a beginning and it has an end. Thank you for this wonderful, nourishing meal you've given me. And I'm off to do whatever I'm going to do. And that worked just great. And it, I do it every meal. I share my meal with my higher power. There's just, just no fear or anything going on there at all. And uh, so uh, I get my three moderate meals a day I'm sharing with my higher power. Then it occurred to me one day that, uh, gee, uh, what about those in-betweens? Uh, in-between those uh, things. Uh, because that's when I'm not eating. That's when I'm not eating. And so I thought, gee, I'm going to try and engage my higher power also in the in-betweens. And so I do. I engage him in my work. I engage him in my exercise. Come on, share this exercise. And, uh, you know, and so forth. Uh, anyway, I, uh, I hope that answers your question. Uh, so, uh, you know, he's never... Uh, I don't know if my higher power is a compulsive overeater or not. I don't know. But I'll tell you what. In 14 years, he has never missed a meal. He has never <laughs> missed a meal. That I can tell you for sure. So, thank you, Mickey. <laughs> Anybody else? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and it is the spirituality of it. This is a uh, great spiritual uh, fellowship we have here. It describes it in the big book, you know, this uh, spiritual fellowship we have here uh, together. Uh, you know, we need each other. We share with each other. This sharing goes on. And that's how I originally picked up on that sharing thing is that, you know, we share our seventh tradition here. We share our spring strength and hope. I'm sharing my 12th step with you right now. I'm carrying you the message of, of Overeaters Anonymous, whether you want it or don't, but I'm, that's my job. I'm, I'm, bring, I'm, I'm sharing that with you. And so that, that, that spiritual condition uh, is what I have, has been my big gift here. I, I've just have a peaceful life. I'm not gnawed at by this horrible disease anymore. And, uh, you know, I, I found that uh, I can be a service to, uh, to other people, which is just a gratifying uh, feeling. Um, I often think, you know, you talk to police officers or firemen or people that do very dangerous jobs, you know, even in their experience, it's, it's, it's rare that they get a chance to actually save somebody else's life. That's, that's a rare occurrence for anybody. In here, we do it every time we have a meeting. We're helping to save somebody else's life. What an often, often awesome responsibility we have here. And, and the power to do that, you know. Uh, um, and so, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, uh, that, uh, I guess uh, Johnny Arklin, who I don't know some of you know, always described this as a, uh, a spiritual environment. That's what we have here, a spiritual environment. I like that description. Uh, so, I don't know. Thank you. Thank you. I'm done. Thank you, Jim.